Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey everybody, welcome back to Ike Live. I hope you're having a wonderful Monday night. I know we are. Uh, you're watching a brand new episode tonight. We just talked to Jody Queen, a professional t- uh, kayak tournament angler. Great insight onto that world, Pete. Uh, you know, such a such a cool part of the the, the sport of professional fishing. It's the kayak part, and it's growing. It's crazy growing. Uh, and in a second here, we're about to get Scott Martin on the phone. I'm excited. First time on the show, and a lot of big things happening with Scott right now. So it's going to be good catching up with him. Find out what's going on with Mr. Scott. Absolutely, yeah, he's, he's huge. Like I said, YouTube, he is uh, really crushed it over there. Crushed uh, it. And amazing, and of course, he's one of the most decorated FLW anglers in the history I think of the w- FLW. I think has won everything you could win on that side. Eight it, tournaments. It's amazing. It's un- a championship and an angler of the year title. That's unbelievable. It's crazy. I mean, it's every time you turn on FLW, he's in the mix. You know, he's one of those kind of anglers. So. It's going to be awesome getting Scott on here uh, in a second. And I, I can tell you this. Before we get Scott on, I'm feeling a little hungry, Pete. Yeah. Might have to open up the primal urge here. So, man, Meats. we could use some primal urge down there in North Carolina. Riz. You guys were hungry down there? Man, we, we were starving. We didn't uh, we didn't properly prepare for boat food down there because we're all flying in. We didn't we didn't get ourselves together. I'm like, man, we're right. primal. I got I got to definitely eat one of these while we're doing this. Hey next guys, one. while we're digging into this pack yeah, of primal yeah, here, I uh, just like. want to remind everybody over on the Facebook side of things, uh, Facebook like and share, like our feed, share our feed. Um, we'll enter you into a chance to win an awesome Ike Live gift bag. So Facebook like and share. Yeah, and also let me remind everybody uh, if you've got a question, uh, comment for anything you heard with Jody, or especially with Scott coming up, if you've got a question or a comment that comes up as we're talking to Scott. Please, I am I am through. Uh, we're going to pick a couple of Dan Bry that are good ones. Might send him something. Yeah, and, and we're going to do a little contest while we have Scott on. We've got a contest that's going to be on the website for a three-month subscription to Mystery Tackle Box. Wow. A little trivia. Nice. A little trivia. All right, Mike, I'm going to dial Scott. Yeah, All right, we're going to dial Scott up right now. Fire me up, bro. We're going to dial him up. Anyone? Pass some of the meat sticks over to Brian and Riz. Man, you know what? Every time I open that... Right. Every time I open the Primal Urge box, it's hard to pick one because they're all they all very awesome. I'm doing. Uh, by the way, right now I'm doing the. Um, this is the uh, Snedder Farms fully cooked barbecue uncured is what I'm having right now. It's really really good. That goes good with this beer. Anyway, it goes really good with this beer. Pretty good. Pretty damn good. Um, I know. All right, let's get this going. Um, I know. This is the last time I'm chewing the mic. I'm trying to get it all out right now. We have a big it, announcement. We do have a big announcement? While you're, while you're chewing, maybe okay. I can give that announcement. Well, go ahead and give it real it's, quick. Uh, over at the Bass University, of course, we were down at the Cash and Rods factory, and just released is the, are the Bass University Cash and Fishing Rods. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. We're really excited about Are they that. available to the general public? They're available right now at cashandrods.com. Okay. Uh, it's soon to be available on Tackle Warehouse. They are, um, of course, they're branded in Bash University colors, which is really cool, and we love that. But the main thing that we love about it is one of the questions that we get from people at every one of our classes is, if I had just one rod, 
Yeah. And, you know, to pick what what do you recommend? Yeah. And what we created were the the spin, one spinning rod that's medium action, seven foot versatile, does it all. One bay caster, medium heavy, seven foot. They're all purpose rods. Yeah. They can do everything. Wow. And uh, you know, we're we're really excited. People have already you know, gotten pre-orders and yeah. using them and really loving the rods. That's awesome. And they're they're just going to allow a guy to, that, that can just buy a couple rods to get out there and do everything. So check that out, the Bass University Rods at CashAndFishingRods.com. Riz has got a couple. Wow. Yes. Riz likes them. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I'm excited. I know everybody watching and listening tonight, uh, you've been waiting for this part of the show. Me too. And I'm so excited to have this guy on the show. He's a good friend of mine since I started in the sport over 20 years ago. Uh, first time on Like Live, Pete. Very excited to get wow. him on Is to talk about. Yeah, it's the first it. time. I know. I can't believe it took this long to get him on. I blame Brian the Carpenter for that. Uh, but here he goes, the one and only Mr. Scott Martin on Ike Live tonight. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? How you doing tonight, Scott? I'm doing good, man. I'm in the Keys. I'm actually um, enjoying my, my evening here. We're going to do a little shark fishing tomorrow with my daughter, Hillary, and and uh, it's all's good, man. We're, uh, we're just uh, doing a little little family vacay. Wow. Uh, now, now, Florida Keys is also one of my favorite places in the world. Now, I, I just want to – this isn't even on the script. I want to hit you with this right away. Is it hard to separate business from pleasure? And I, I'm telling, I'm asking this question for personal experience because I go to the Keys. Uh, we try to do it every year to get away, and I find it hard to to separate business with pleasure. Like I'm filming these going Ike Rawls when I'm supposed to be just having a good time with my wife. Do you have I that know. same problem? I do, I do. Because every time, look, when we don't take the camera with us. It's like the most epic day. Crazy stuff happens. Of the course. biggest fish bite. Yeah. And you go, I can't believe we didn't film that. So now, everywhere we go, we film everything because you just never know. You wow. just never know. But yeah. So yeah, we, we we enjoy it. You know, for me, saltwater fishing. There's there's two or three things I love. Number one, I love it because I'm like a student. Okay. Even though I've grown up saltwater fishing my whole life, uh, I'm still learning. A lot like you're like the average guy would learn how to bass fish. You know, I'm learning new techniques, yeah. I'm learning lures, I'm learning new species, and I love that part of it. And the second thing is, it's kind of like my uh, my getaway. Yeah. You know, and and and, and I just love it. It, it allows me to kind of reset, have some fun. You know, and and it's just it's a ball. I love it. I'm I'm right there with you. I I think you know a lot of guys, uh, a lot of anglers have their other vice, and it's it's most of the time hunting. It's, right. you know, sometimes some other stuff. But for me, like you, my vice is fun fishing and it's yeah. getting outside of my element, especially saltwater fishing. How much influence did guys that you watched, uh, you know, Shaw Grigsby, uh, you know, the early pioneers and your dad, especially. How much influence did they have on you, not just becoming a pro angler, but doing all this other stuff, loving saltwater fishing? How much influence was that for you? Huge. Yeah, huge. You know, my dad especially, you know, because, I mean, he, I've never, I've made this comment before to people, and a lot of people might not know this that are listening to your show today, but like my dad never sits around and watches TV. Like I've never known my dad to come in early from a day of fishing and watch football or, or watch a TV program. Like he's always fishing. He's whether it's freshwater, saltwater, he's always tinkering with uh, tackle. Yeah. He's I mean, you've been around him, Mike. He's totally geeked out. He's and he's he's like a little kid all the time. And so 
growing up, you know, we, I'm sitting right here, right where I'm at, this this house in the Keys, right here at this table. I literally, I wish I had a fly. I would have grabbed it. But I tied flies, like literally right here with a little fly kit. I tied flies right here. Then my dad taught me how to tie them. And we wow. went out and caught 50-pound tarpon. That's unreal. You know? And so, you know, I, I like hunting. I don't love hunting, right? Yeah. You know, like go on a hunting trip with anybody where they call. And, 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 and I love bird hunting. I do actually love bird hunting, but, but I love fishing. Like fishing is yeah. my thing, you know, like, and it's like you, I don't know when deer season opens, but I know that the fishing's open 24 yeah. seven, especially here in Florida. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to it. I mentioned this earlier in the show, Scott, but it's so awesome that I've got my 2006 bass AOY trophy sitting right behind us. And for, for a set of years there, including my trophy, it is the Roland Martin Trophy, so I've that got your so dad's cool. name attached to it. Really cool, honestly. That it's such cool. a cool thing. Um, but I, I want to switch it up a little bit. You know, I, your dad for sure, pioneer of the sport. Obviously, uh, man, what what an amazing job he's done to change the sport. But I want to throw it back at you, and you have done the same in your own right. Uh, and I, I want to talk to you about that. I I hear all the time, you know, uh, about how to grow the sport, how to change it, you know, how to how to get the next generation involved. You've yeah. done an outstanding job of that, not just through tournament fishing, but through these other outlets. Talk a little right. bit about that, because we've got a lot of people watching that are saying, man, how do I help? How do I grow my brand? How do I reach new people? Yeah. You've done a great yeah. job at it. I appreciate it, Mike, yeah, very talk, much. Talk a little bit about that, because you have gravitated toward the new ways to disseminate information better than any other angler I know, including social media, YouTube, TV. You've done such a good job at it. How, I appreciate how, that. how did all that happen? Well, you know, for me, you know, growing up with dad doing TV for all those years and, and, you know, watching him, how he did the TV shows and how he dealt with contracts and how he dealt with sponsors and how he dealt with everything. I was very intrigued by that. And I was always, um, as much as I love fishing, I love producing content. And so when, when I started fishing, I wanted to do things my own way. And, and so I I didn't want to go down that road, uh, of necessarily people saying, Hey, you know, you're, you're riding your dad's coattails. So I tried at an early age. I said, you know, I'm going to do everything on my own. So that's really one of the reasons, and there's lots of them. That's one of the reasons I stuck with FLW as long as I did. You know, my dad fished Bassmaster for all those years and had a great career, and and I wanted to kind of separate myself and do my own thing. Yeah. And so I stayed on the FLW tour and and fished over there when I started the TV show 15 years ago. It was a totally different format than than your traditional TV. The two guys in or two guys in a boat just doing a fishing show. It was a competition format, which is at the time nobody had done that. And so I really wanted always to kind of stay kind of one step ahead of, of what the next big thing is. And then, of course, with Facebook coming along and Instagram and, and YouTube, uh, I saw that as an opportunity to really connect with the next generation. And, uh, and, and, I, and I was very fortunate to get ahead of the curve on that, you know, a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, really, and uh, and really tap into that. And, and really, I, I did it. I did the YouTube more at the time more because I just love creating content. You know, yeah. I love just fishing and, and we do so many, like I said, I don't hunt a lot. So I fish so much that so many times I'm telling stories at a dinner table about this crazy thing that happened on the water and people are like amazed. And I'm like, you know, we need to start capturing 
these days on the yeah. water. And that's how the YouTube thing started. But then I quickly saw how the next generation really gravitated to that. And it really started getting in uh, so many more people involved in the sport. You know, when I look back at comments that people have sent me on Instagram or even on YouTube and they, and his dad saying, thank you very much for doing, I'm sure you get the yeah. same, the same comments, Mike. Thank you so much for, for doing what you're doing because now I'm able to spend time with my son fishing because he loves watching your shows and he's gotten into fishing. Now I'm spending the weekends with my family fishing or, or a, yeah, a little girl, cool. you know, and, and so these are people or, or you've heard this too, where the guy says, I haven't fished in 20 years, but after watching your YouTube videos, it looks so much fun that I started fishing again. So thank you very much. You know, I'm starting to fish all the time now, and it's really helped me in every aspect of my life. Yeah. And when I saw those comments coming in, and I saw such a great opportunity to to expand the sport. You know, I mean, yeah. instead of taking our our set amount of anglers that we have in this sport, we need to add to that. Yeah. And 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 that's what really excites me. I know that's been a, a big awesome. part. Of you're doing as well. Yeah, it, it, and, uh, it's so it's so awesome, and I, I've I've watched you do it. I've watched from afar. You you do such do such a good job with it, and it's so awesome to see kids, especially. I, I love those you know seven to fifteen year olds that would normally never ever ever want to go pick up a rod or touch a rod. I've seen the influence you know you guys have had, and you know we I'll be honest, you know in the professional fishing world. YouTubers have a negative connotation, you know, and, and the Googans and, and some guys that don't have the, the criteria and the resume, get they, they get a negative connotation. I've always fought that, you know, I've always fought oh, yeah. it because I think what those guys are doing, what you are doing is how we get kids involved nowadays. Things oh, have yeah. changed. It's the yeah. way you've got to do it. And hats off to you guys for doing that. Well, it's unmanageable. Yeah, no, all the guys, have, everybody on YouTube is, is playing a big part of that. You know, No matter how big your channel is, you're influencing the next generation. And here's what it is. If you think back of all the uh, movies you've watched, you know, movies from California, like you know, box office type movies, fishing is always portrayed as two guys sitting in a boat with a six-pack of beer and a bobber, yeah. right? And so as kids that have no idea about fishing, right? They see it on, on in TV shows of people holding the spinning reel upside down, right? Everything's all goofy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. they look like, you know, fishing's kind of goofy. Yeah. But when they watch YouTube and they watch yourself or me or these other guys fishing and it's fun and it's challenging and it's exciting, they go, whoa, this fishing is cool. So that's really where the YouTube and the digital platforms that yeah. we're all uh, participating on has helped change the 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 view of what fishing really is yeah yeah and i and i love it i love it i think it's it's great uh, i can tell you there's been a bunch of situations in the last few years pete where i'd be out there fishing or i'd be at a sports show and guys would come up and say oh man that's monster mike that's monster mike over there <laughs> you know and they'd bypass me totally to run the monster mic for an autograph. Or I'd be at a fishing show and they'd come up to me and say, hey, hey, aren't you the guy that fished with yeah. one rod, one reel? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm the guy that's fished with Mike. That's uh, the best, but the best, the best, the I love it. I think it's I've great. Got. You know, uh, One of the best responses that I've got, and, and my dad makes a joke about it all the time. You know, for years growing up, everybody said, oh, this is Scott. This is Roland Martin's son. And I would always roll my eyes like, okay, okay, what am I going to get past? The, I'm Roland Martin's son. 
And, and so now in the last five or six years, we're, me and my dad will be hanging out, and people will come up to my dad and go, hey, aren't you – you're Scott Martin's dad, aren't you? You're <laughs> Martin Pops. Wow. You know, it's, all, it's all gone full circle for sure. So now, how, it's, it's, now, it's, now, how does, does, does your dad – does he appreciate that? Does it piss him off? No, no, he likes it. He yeah, likes, he likes it. it. Yeah. yeah. He, he chuckles every time. And he's doing YouTube. It, it's it, and and he's having a ball. It's kind of uh, revitalized his career in a way too, because he loves to produce content and loves to teach and loves to talk about fishing to the fans. Yeah. And so now this has created another outlet for him to be able to reconnect with the next generation as well. So yeah. he's growing like crazy, which is great. I think it's going to add another ten or fifteen years to his career. That's awesome. He's gonna be like a hundred years old, dude, doing YouTube. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I hope it happens. Now, you've been on the forefront of a lot of things. You've sort of predicted things that were going to happen. You mentioned it earlier. Let me call you to plate on this one. What's the next big thing? What's the next big thing in reaching people through fishing? You know, I, I think there's going to be some other platforms that open up. You know, there's the Disney's of the world that are getting into digital media. There's other uh, regular cables, you know, the CBS's and the NBC's and all that are going to start really focusing more on digital content with your phones. And so, you know, people have always told me that, you know, hey, TV's going away. TV's going away. And to a degree, TV's flat, right? TV yeah. numbers are flat. But it's not necessarily that TV is going to go away. It's the way that you watch TV that's going to go away. Right. People sitting in their living room watching their 70-inch flat screen is getting less and less. But everybody's pulling their phones out. So now it's going to turn into where you turn you turn this phone on. And right now we have YouTube as one platform, and that's really the only platform we all look at. But here in the next year or two, it's going to be a lot more choices. It's going to be the Disney's of the world. It's going to be the, the mainstream cable uh, networks on your phone. Yeah. And so that's really going to, I think, divide up the viewers a little bit. I think people are going to have to start paying attention to how to kind of integrate into that market. Gotcha. Uh, I, it's, I, it's I, amazing. It's hard to stay on top of. I can tell you that. I, I, what I love about it is, uh, you know, in, in the old days, You'd have shows. The olden days. Yeah, the old days. The uh, good old days. Back, in, back in the When 1800s. the original Woodst yeah. Woodstock concert when, yeah. that you were at? That, I was yeah. there. Yeah. But the, um, <laughs> you know, they, they would select a program. They do test marketing and do all this other stuff. And then they send it out there. And you'd see, and people would be forced to watch the content that was available. Yeah. I think right now it's really cool that the, the, the viewer it's fine what they want to find they get to choose yeah. who they like to watch yeah. they, they get to choose who you know it's not yeah. a network telling them yeah you know it's a viewer saying hey 500,000 viewers want to sign up to scott martin or you know scott martin's youtube channel right you know say yeah. hey we we love to watch this yeah. guy you yeah. know it's awesome i think yeah. i think it's great that put it in the hands of the viewers hands. and take it take it mm -hmm. away from the networks which is ultimately a good thing yes. uh let me remind everybody watching right now we're talking to scott martin if you've got a question or a comment please hit us up on the im uh mr riz will put it through uh i, I want to change gears scott and, and and talk about tournament fishing a little bit um sure. when when we were on the break Pete and I were looking at our notes, and it's unbelievable the stats that you have in tournament fishing. Um, across the board, in a lot of circuits, but especially FLW, the domination you've had in FLW. And I joke with Pete that it was hard to tune tune in on FLW live or a TV show without seeing you as part of the show. It seemed, <laughs> it seemed like you were always yeah. in the hunt in every one of them. Um, 
what an amazing career in that circuit. And then, you know, a, a pretty, pretty, pretty significant announcement from you. And I know you've talked to other podcasts and radio shows in the last week about it. Uh, but this is a big deal. This is a big deal for you right now. What, what what's what's gone through your mind? Because I I know how big it is to make a life change. I went through one myself a year ago. Uh, I was in the same shoes you were in, and right. I know how much anxiety. I I can tell you. And and Pete, if you remember buying the carpenter, I dude I I was a wreck. I was a fucking wreck for months yeah. because oh, yeah. of the anxiety of yeah. the decision, the anxiety of switching. The ch- anxiety of change, you know, it it was it was eating me up, dude. I was I was a wreck. Oh, I know, I know. I, I it, it's, you know, that's that's the last the last two years have been the most stressful. I feel like it's taken ten years off my life, and I know it has you too. And and because of all these decisions, you know, because they're tough. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it and, and it's you, you, you here. And, and I know this happened to you. You know, you talk to your good buddies. You make one phone call and you talk to three or four of your buddies and, and and all of a sudden your mind changes. You're like, all right, I'm doing this. And then you make another two phone calls. Yeah. You talk to another buddy and you're like, no, no, no. All right, now I'm going to go do this other other thing. And, the, and it's just back and forth, back and forth the whole time. And you don't know what to do. And so for me, you know, I spent 20 years on the FLW tour. Uh, they provided me a wonderful platform. Uh, I love competing over there. I had a lot of great friends over there. And, uh, and, 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 but I'm goal oriented, you know, and, and that's yeah. my, my dad was goal oriented. You know, he, he had a lot of success on the Bassmaster tour. And I think a lot of that went in nine angle of the years. I mean, it's, he had goals every year to try to pull something off special. And I know you're the same way. I mean, yeah. you know, that, that's how to succeed. That's how you have to succeed in the sport is you have to have passion. You have that. I have that. You have to have a goal in mind. You have to you have to plan things out ahead of time on what you want to try to accomplish. Yeah, you can't be one of those guys that say, "Oh my gosh, I, I can't believe I won a tournament this year. I didn't even even know that was going to happen." Like that's not ever part of the equation. It's like you you know that I'm going to win a tournament this year, and you put yourself in position every single event to try to pull that off. And it doesn't happen all the time, obviously, yeah. but you're fighting for it. And and so FLW provided me a great platform. Uh, to be successful all these years, and and I, and I accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish over there, from all the titles and and different things. But you know, growing up, uh, growing up in the sport, growing up around Bassmaster, um, all the years that I went to the tournaments and watched my dad walk across the stage with with uh, Ray Scott up on the stage in his big cowboy hat and Dewey Kendrick. I don't even remember Dewey oh, Kendrick. Yeah. Louis Kendrick and all the guys. And I used to run around selling my dad's sunglasses in little cardboard boxes at like <laughs> 10 years old, the little Roland Martin sunglasses, which they're actually pretty cool. I'm thinking about bringing them back because I think they could actually do pretty well right now. But but I would go to all these events and, and, and you know, in my heart and in my, in, my, in my heart, deep in my heart, I knew that I needed to fish on the Elite Series. I needed to get over to the bath side. And I just wanted to finish a few things off. And, the, and now with all the changes going on in the sport, you know, the door, the, it's, it's, really, it's really pretty clear to me now for me to go over and spend the rest of my career on the Bassmaster Tour and try to make it to the elites. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a hard thing to do. I mean, I, this is, I, I don't say this lightly. Everybody keeps saying, oh, you're going to qualify, no problem. I'm like, dude, you, you have no idea. This is not an easy route that I'm taking. Yeah. But, it's a challenging route, and I'm passionate about it. I, I told a story, and I don't know if you if you got to see this uh, in my video. 
and it's pretty neat, and I'll share it with your viewers if they didn't get to see it. But when I was born, I laid on my mom's chest, infant, in the hospital, and, and the doctor came out and told my dad that, hey, Roland, you've got a baby boy, and so they didn't have a name picked out at the time. And so my dad was out in the hallway, and he got on the payphone and called Ray Scott and, and uh, told Ray, Ray, I've, I've got a baby boy. I'm so excited. And Ray said, oh, that's awesome. What are you going to name him? And my dad said, well, we, we haven't quite figured out a name yet. We're kicking around a couple, but we don't know yet. And Ray, Ray's always selling something, right? You know, he's yeah. <laughs> working angle. And Ray says, Roland, I'll tell you what, if you name him after me, I'll give him a lifetime membership to Bassmaster. And my dad said, well, well, that's a pretty good deal. I went, All right, Ray, I'll listen. I'll go talk to Marianne. We'll see what, what happens. So, <laughs> my, my, mom, my mom's laying there with me on her, on, his, on her chest, and my dad comes in and says, Hey, hey Marianne, if, I just got the phone with Ray. Ray said if we name him after him, we get a lifetime membership. My mom says, I can't do Ray. I, I don't, <laughs> I, he's not a Ray. I, I'm looking at – he doesn't look like a Ray. I, I, I like Ray, but I, don't, I can't do – I can't name him Ray. And so my dad said, well, how about Scott, like Ray Scott? And, and my mom said, well, I kind of like that name, actually. That, that actually might work. So right then and there, I was named Scott after Ray Scott, and I got a lifetime wow. membership of, like a day old. That's crazy. And, uh, and so, you know, that's always been part of me, and, and I wanted to put forth the effort and try to, try to kind of finish some unfinished family business over there. My dad spent yeah. all those years, you know, the classic eluded him. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you classic, you know how special that is. And, and if I can pull that off while he's still here, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be a happy man the rest of my life. And that's what it is. I, I, here's how I had to do it though, Mike. And, and, you know, you talk about losing sleep and all the different things to decide on. For me, I took the money out of the equation, right? I, I said, how much money I can win on this tour or how much money I can win on that tour. I'm taking that out of the equation and, and I'm doing this purely based on my passion. And that's where I'm at, Bassmaster 2020. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. And what what a what a cool story. You know, it's almost like a, as you were talking, I was seeing like this diagram, PowerPoint diagram, pop up in my mind, and it was like coming full circle. You know what I mean? I was seeing like the arrows and the diagram, just like coming full circle for you. Uh, that that's crazy. That's that's such a cool story. Um, n- now I I gotta ask you a few of these these other questions and you know these are questions that come up obviously there's other things that went into this decision making process you know you've mentioned a lot of them you know uh, unfinished business you know it sounds like you started thinking about this years ago before this mlf thing even popped up how much of this decision was influenced directly by your dad i mean did obviously i mean i shit when i made my decision i talked to my mom and uncle about it i talked to my good friends about it I mean, did you sit down with your dad and just say, Dad, what do I need to do here? What, what, what where should I, what should I do? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't sit down and talk to him like that. I did mention to him after I had made my mind up and I wanted to go down that road. Uh, I, I, I told him that's what I wanted to do. And, um, and he fully supported it, but I never did sit down with him and, 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 and have him steer me in a direction. Right. Uh, I, I solely depended on those decisions between me and my wife and my kids. Yeah. And uh, and and again, the passion. And and I kept, I, you know, the one good thing is that we've been dealing with this changing of the guard and the different tours for now two years. Yeah. 
And so I had to, you know, go through a lot of those emotions last year, trying to figure out what might be the best route. And then again this year. So I've had a lot of time to think about it. Yeah. And, and I, just, I just keep coming back to that, that burning desire of, of trying to pull something off special. And, and, and I don't want to have regrets. I, w- yeah. When I retire, whether it's 10 or 15 or 20 years from now, yeah. I don't want to have regrets where I said, man, I never did fish the elite tour. I never did try to, to win. I'm, I'm in my prime right now. Yeah. And I go out and I want to just give it all I got uh, and try to try to pull off something pretty special. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. I, and I don't know the answer to this. Were you were you extended an invite by Major League Fishing in 2019? I was. I was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was. Yeah. Boyd, Boyd, uh, they, they extended an invite to me, uh, after I did my video a few months, a few weeks, maybe even a month. Yeah. It's kind of late in the season. And, uh, you know, and I, I was greatly appreciative of it. I'm glad that, uh, they, they thought highly enough of me to, to invite me over there. Just again, I'm loyal, you know, and, yeah. and you have to be in this industry, you know, and you, you're the same way. You've been with the same group of sponsors for all these years and, you know, you have to you have to stay loyal, and I, and I was loyal to FLW, and I just wanted to, you know, put forth everything that I could, you know, last year with them, and yeah, you know, things changed now, and and yeah. we're 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 at now. Yeah. Now I I, I do got to ask you this too, because fishing, you know, fishing's a passion. You, I know you have it. I have it. Pete's got. We all have it here in this room tonight, and that has to fuel your fire for everything you do. Yes. But at some decision, and you know this better than anybody because I've watched the other half of, of your, your fishing, which is your business side. I've watched right. how you flourished over the years. And at some point, it also has to become a business decision, right? It right. has to become Absolutely. a business decision. It has to factor into Absolutely. what you decide. And so yeah. here's the question. You know, right now you're signing up to fish opens to hypothetically qualify to the highest level of tournament. That's a right. big undertaking. Even for a guy like you that can win continually, that's a big undertaking. Huge. If, if if a big announcement was made tomorrow, and I'm not saying it will be made, but if they might make a big announcement tomorrow that said a few guys are leaving MLF and they need to fill a few spots, and your phone rang tomorrow, which it might, and it was somebody from MLF saying... Scott, we need you here. We need you here. We need your brand. We need your presence. We need your following. We need you at MLF. And it was the right business decision. Forget about passion. Forget about your dad's legacy. If that call came to you tomorrow from Major League Fishing, would you consider saying yes? No, my mind's made up. My mind's made up 100. I'm I'm good where I'm good with my decision. Uh, it, it, it business for me. Here here's business for me. Business for me isn't how much money I can win in a major league fishing event. Business for me isn't how much money I can win in a bass open or an elite tournament. Business for me is how can I? This is real important. This is how this is the, how I I have been able to kind of keep the, the 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 train on the tracks over these over these years with TV and everything else that we do. Yeah. How can I have enough time and enough energy and enough passion to equally give my family time? Yeah. My kids time. We've got lots of cool things going on with my kids right now. And on top of that, the filming that we do for TV shows and filming for the fan base 
with uh, all the YouTube stuff. There's it's a fine balance there. Tough balance. And if you get too yeah. overloaded, yeah. right? Fishing too many tournaments and traveling and burning in at both ends, then then those other things are going to suffer. Yeah. And you know as well as I do, to be successful in today's world, you need to be well-rounded. And so that's my business decision is how do I have enough time, right, to successfully manage all those other aspects of my business? Yeah. Because when I can manage all of those perfectly, then I'm insulated from change in the industry and the economy. I've got lots of different things that I'm safe with. And that's important. So that's job security, not how many, how much money I can win at a tournament. Because you know as well as I do, the tournaments that you've won, the money that you've put in the bank from winning a tournament, that stuff's long gone. Yeah, it's long gone. Yeah, it's a one-hit deal. You know, it's great for a couple of years, and it's it's gone. Yeah, you've done other things. You've invested in your family, whatever it may be. Yeah. but you have to be well-rounded. And so for me, my business is not how much money I can win. It's how can I keep focused. On all these other aspects of what I do. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough balance. And hey, at the end of the day, the number one thing in your decision making should be your own happiness, right? Should be yeah. what makes you happy, and not not anything else. Uh, let's go to the IMs real quick, Riz. I know, I know, I'm super backed up because I couldn't stop talking. But <laughs> what do we got coming through for Scott? Um, Wild Bill would like to know, Scott, have you considered um, your options and, and maybe wished you made this switch a year sooner? You know, it's it's. I thought about that. I actually thought about that uh, a couple days ago. I was sitting there and I kind of had this little epiphany, I guess, in my head just to myself. I was sitting in my office and I thought, you know, last year I kind of I kind of did my my commitment to FLW a little early, and and I heard through the grapevine that Bass was maybe going to invite me. At the, at the time, but once I made my announcement, they kind of said, well, let's take him off the list. He's going to fish FLW. And I kind of heard through the grapevine that Major League kind of thought the same thing. And so I kind of positioned myself pretty early that I was going to fish FLW. And and so, you know, I was very comfortable with my decision, obviously, but the whole time thinking, like, did I mess up by committing too early? Like, should I have left my options open a little longer and now that it's come full circle now, and I just did my my video a couple days ago in regards to me fishing the Bassmaster Open Tour for 2020, um, I think that where I'm at now, my decision last year was perfect and my timing was perfect because yeah. I wouldn't be fishing the Bass Opens or trying to get into the Bass Elite if I would have committed. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah. you know, it's it's interesting because you're, I mean, Scott, let's put, let's. I, I just kind of want to state the obvious. You're you're sending a message here by going to Bass. You're, um, you know, you're going to the AAA league as opposed to probably being able to get into the primary side on the MLF uh, tour. You're 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 saying out loud that you know, hey, I think this is the direction of the future. I think that's what pe that's what I'm looking and I'm seeing. I think a lot of other people are seeing that from you. Well, yeah, you know, look, I, I'm not going to say anything bad about Major League Fishing. I don't think there's anything bad to even say. Uh, for me, it's, it's what I've grown up around. It's the way that I like to fish. It's the format that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. It, it fits all my – it fits all – it checks all my boxes, right? Yeah. And it allows me, again, to – effectively balance all the other things that I've got going on. 
I mean, an example of that is, you know, when you fish on the major league, you fish a couple events and you qualify for one of the major league fishing events, right? And so those kind of pop up on you. You, you. you may, you may, you can't necessarily plan that. You can have it in your calendar, but you, you may, you may qualify or may not. Yeah. And so that, that being said, I like the consistency of knowing my schedule. I like the consistency of, yeah. of, of fishing the way that I've fished for 20 years. Uh, you know, I, I'm not opposed to change and, and I'm not against what major league fishing is doing in, in any way at all. I think it's. I think this whole competition is going to be healthy for the sport overall. Yeah. Uh, for me, that's where I'm at. For me, you know, I, again, I said it earlier. I don't want ten or fifteen years to go by, and me say, "Man, I really wish." That's the one regret I had. Right. Is I never did give myself a chance to win a blue trophy. I never did give myself a chance to win a Bassmasters Classic. Yeah. Yeah, and they're and they're big titles in the sport that you want. Yeah, Riz, what do you got else coming through? Scott, the Wawa Hoagie Lady would like to know <laughs> if at any point during this transition uh, of your career, did you ever think about doing something else as a career? Wow, Wawa Hoagie Lady, man, Wawa what? Hoagie Lady with a deep question. The yeah, that's that's. Uh, I, I love Wawa, by the way. I, I heard <laughs> born in Florida, so Wawa's with the deal. Uh, I'm, right. what, 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 while, while she's at, I'm going to, hopefully we have a tournament there. I can go in and get a special sub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it's Holy from great. Wawa Hoogie Lady, it'll be a real yeah. special sub. <laughs> We're not even sure if it's a lady. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, for me, it's all, it's all about fishing. If I wasn't, if I, if, if I retired from bass fishing, for some reason I had to retire. If, if somebody said tomorrow tournament fishing's over for whatever reason. I would I would just become like a charter boat captain in the Keys. I would grow a beard out, and I'd get up in the tower of the big sport fish boat and yell at everybody like right rigger, right rigger, left rigger, real, real, real. <laughs> you know, I just want to be a charter boat captain. So you know, if I quit, if if I stop tournament fishing, I'm going to be guiding. That's yeah, awesome. I re- I remember talking to you, Scott, a few years back, and you were a co angler with the FLW for a while. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and I remember. Like you weren't, you weren't sure. At least that, I, of course, this was a long time ago, and I don't remember very much anymore. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, you were talking about like, man, I'm not sure I was, I wasn't sure that I was ready to get into the, the boater side of things. Right. And uh, yeah, that was a huge step for you. It was. It kind of happened a little by happenstance. I mean, obviously, growing up, I knew that I wanted to tournament fish. And I knew that I wanted to take uh, that be my main career at some point. But I was trying to uh, prepare myself a little bit by getting some marketing background, kind of just get out in the real world a little bit. I was working at the marina. I was I was a fishing guide. I just I wasn't in a hurry like the kids are today. You know, again, this was 20 years ago, so things were different back then. But I wanted to take it a little slow. Like back then, 20 there wasn't 21 year old kids fishing any big major tour back then. I mean, you know, back then you were, you were 30 years old before you started fishing the tours. Um, but, but I wanted to take it a little slow and I started fishing, uh, the FLW as a co-angler at Okeechobee, the very first tournament of the year. Uh, we hosted it and they let me in the tournament. They gave me a spot in the tournament and, and I ended up fishing it and then did really well, came in second and then finished out the year. I said, well, let me just try to finish out the year on this thing, see how it goes. And I had one angler of the year. And then they were like, oh, my gosh, you won Angler of the Year. And I, I kind of saw some opportunities with maybe trying to get some sponsors and a few little things. And I thought, you know, 
let me just see what happens. Let me try the FLW Tour for a year. And, you know, we start off at Okeechobee, and let's just see what happens. And start off at Okeechobee, did pretty well, go to my second tournament, and then all of a sudden I win it and become the youngest angler to ever win an FLW tournament. So the ball kind of got moving at that point, and I, that's started with FLW at that point and haven't looked back. Man, you uh, – and I, I want to ask this because I don't even know if you can answer this question because it fascinates me. Winning fascinates me, and your dad obviously has it, right? He has 19, I think, bass wins. Uh, I think he's even won on the FLW side. I, I can't remember, but you've won eight major FLW tournaments. Uh, did, what is the secret? It's genetic. What is the secret to winning? Did did, did, did Dad help you or teach you something, or is it something? Have you figured out what the secret is to winning these big tournaments? You, you know what it is? I, I don't know if I can effectively tell you the right answer or, or whatever, but for me, here's what it is. And I think I, I think Mike will agree with this. I think if you had Thrift sitting there, he would agree with this. I think guys that have won over and over and over again, there's a certain amount of, of – of confidence and fear, right? Fear for me is just as important as a confidence because fear is what makes me get out of bed. Fear is what gets me out of bed and makes me say, I've got to, I've got to make something special happen. And, and, and I try to visualize, uh, my game plan. I try to visualize all the different scenarios. I'm never satisfied with what I've found in practice. You know, you've yeah. been to all these tournaments and you, how many times you've seen guys come in early? And they, they even have, they skip a half a day of practice because they're like, man, I already know what I'm doing. Yeah. I've got it figured out. I've been catching them since I got here. And those guys never win, right? They never win. They never do any good. They never win. And any tournament that I've ever won, any tournament that you guys have ever won, ever won, you've, you've never had enough fish for a day five. It's always been like you've had to make adjustments and do plan B or C or D come into those last couple of days and yeah. make adjustments to win. And so it's that hunger. It's that fear that gets you out of bed in the morning. It's that passion and that confidence that, that allows you to fish with a little pep in your step. Yeah. You know, you can't fish leaning on your seat. The guys that lean back on their seat and just kind of just go around doing their thing, it, it, they're missing that little bit of pep. They're missing that little bit of fear that makes them go, I'm not driving. Florida, look, it takes me six hours to get out of the state of Florida. So everywhere I drive in these tournaments are like 15 to 20-hour car rides. Yeah. That is the most miserable 20 hours of my life when I get back. <laughs> from a tournament without a check in my pocket yeah. and it's happened it's happened a bunch it's happened to all of us yeah. and and there's there's a certain degree I, I support myself completely from bass fishing i don't have a trust fund set up i don't have another uh nobody's giving me money it's everything that i've built and so i have to protect that and the, and that fear and that and that hunger and that passion is what makes you get out of bed but not being satisfied with what you get i think that's that's the biggest thing is not being satisfied with what you found. You got to find more. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that 100%, Pete. I, and I hear that a lot from top competitors, guys that are always winning. I hear echoed the same same thoughts of what yeah. Scott just said. I love I love that concept. It's it's yeah. like confidence and fear. Confidence and fear. It's the right I've, combination. I've never heard it said that. Wait, Scott, that's pretty awesome. I think it's awesome. Now, Scott, I'm I'm also besides Riz looking at the IM, I'm monitoring some of the social comments coming through, and I've seen this one come through from a couple people, uh, including Steve Pellegrino. I don't know where he's uh, chiming in from, but he basically want to know wants to know the question is, have your sponsors 
have your sponsors dictated this decision at all? And if so, are are your sponsors for the most part pro Bass or pro MLF? Interesting. And and I know you have a relationship with Bass Pro and Cabela's, which right. seems like a better tie to Major League Fishing. It does, you know. So so to answer that question, one hundred percent of my sponsors have been supportive of it of the switch. Not a single one has even had a little tone in their voice of uncertainty. Uh, so one hundred percent. Fully supportive of the whole thing. The second thing is, not any of them gave me any advice or told me to go in any direction. They all knew that I was going to make the best decision that was going to be for me and my family. And in turn, if I make a good decision for myself and my family yeah. and for what I can do, then they're along for the ride, right? It's going to be beneficial to them. And so 100% across the board, everybody was fully supportive of the switch. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that's the way it should be. Um, yeah. And I've got to ask you this, and I'm, and I'm not asking you because, listen, I fish MLF, and, you know, and, and so I'm – I'm there. I'm, I'm there fishing it. I'm supporting MLF, but I got to ask you this question, and it and it's come up, the, you know. And, and I'm not asking you to 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 pick sides. I'm not asking you anything. I just want to know your opinion. Do you feel like MLF is dismantling FLW? And and there's just too many people, you know, saying that. And there's too many people saying, you know, it's not right what Major League Fishing's doing to FLW. Do you, do you feel like they're dismantling? What, what's no, no, I really don't. I don't feel like they're dismantling it. I, I think, I think what they're doing, creating the that being the stepping stone to the BBT is is the right move. I think that's something that they had to do. I think, I think, uh, I think that's, I think that's fine. I mean, they bought them fair and square, and uh, I, I mean, I think they're being as fair as they could. I, I think if they were cutting the field to thirty this year and told uh, one hundred and twenty people to go. Good luck, and you know, hopefully, hopefully you'll make it someday and fishing somewhere. Yeah. That would be bad, but they didn't do that. Right. So you know, it, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's change. You know, I, I think uh, I, I think the the way the way tournament fishing has uh, evolved, it is it, it, it's changing. You know, it's yeah. just constantly changing. You know, bass obviously is sticking true to the uh, to the way it's it's always been with the five fish format and major league switching it up a little bit and they're yeah. they're going to make adjustments and 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 tweak things to to make it work. I, I, I'm fully they got a lot of smart people over there and they got a lot of smart people at bass. So I think I think having two tours in the world of bass fishing is is a great number. Uh, I don't think three was a good number. I think it, I think consolidating it's going to be I think it's going to be good for the sport. I'd agree with that. I, th- I think I think eventually it needs to be one. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Now, now with all with, with all the you know, we, we've had some big announcements, Pete, uh, in the last in the last couple of days. You know, we've had guys clearly drawing a line in the sand uh, a little bit. Uh, An- Andrew Upshaw making a big announcement. He's leaving FLW. I think that happened today. Uh, some things that yeah. have happened with some other guys, and then you know, a couple big announcements coming tomorrow, or if not tomorrow. Wednesday uh, of guys leaving MLF to go somewhere else. How how's all this shake up? How how are the big names leaving MLF? Big names dropping out of FLW. How's that going to affect the climate of these two tournament organizations? You know, only time's going to tell. I mean, you know that's that, you know that's. 
I've got so many other things going on in my world. I haven't really thought about who's going to leave and who's who's going to go where and what what that's going to do to the sport. You know, to be honest with you. So I, I just had to take all that. I'm not I'm not going down that road trying to figure everybody out. But I'm excited yeah. about Andrew Upshaw changing uh, over to the Bassmaster Tour. I think it's going to be awesome. Him and I roomed together this last year. Had a great time, and uh, I look forward to hanging out with Andrew. He's a he's a great great friend of mine, and he's a tremendous angler. He's going to He's got a big opportunity in front of him as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I he's talk about young anglers, really up and coming guys dominating, dude. He seems like he's he's winning everything. All right, Riz, yeah. I know you got something else. What do you got for us coming up here? We have a trivia question, um, and this trivia question, the winner will get a subscription to MTB for three months. Three months. Wow! And the trivia question is two. Of the Ike Live crew members were on the Scott Martin Challenge. Oh. The crew members were Pete the Dean Gluzek and Brian T. Carpenter. What lakes were these Scott Martin Challenges held on? Wow. Good question. Who came up with that one? Good question. <laughs> that would be the Dean. Wow. Well, now here, now here's, now, this, in the midst of this trivia question, this is a great opportunity to corner your ass, Scott. Uh, Get ready. How, how the hell have two of the other guys on Ike Live, the damn show's named after me and I haven't been on Scott Martin Challenge. Hey, hey, can can I please you, come on the I'll, show? After 20 years and you finally invited me to Ike Live, you were on the S. Yeah! There you have it. That's a bigger announcement than what's coming tomorrow right there, folks. That's right. Here, let me get my hat on backwards because it's me and you, man. Woo! <laughs> Woo! I love it. I'd, I'd love to be on there. I know Pete. Pete's uh, talked about it and Brian's talked about it. They both had an amazing time. So That's right. I would yeah, love to do it. I cannot wait. I'd it. love to be a part of it. The message board uh, says that they would like to see that challenge happen on the Upper Chesapeake Bay. On the Upper Chesapeake Bay. Okay. All right. We can we'll do Chickahominy. I, I like the Chickahominy. We can go fish on there. Oh, Chickahominy. Yeah, yeah. I'm in for that. I'm in for that. I'm definitely in for that. Um do we, you have any more uh, uh, IMs coming through too, Riz? Yeah, Brian, you got some. Go ahead. I do, but give me a minute. We have a uh, we have a special call that wants to come in. So Scott, give me a second. I'm going to add a Skype caller to this conversation. Okay. And, okay. And, and Scott, I you know I'm going to call you to the carpet too. You are the most requested speaker for Bass University that we have not had on in the last few years. Wow. I know. I I owe you a phone call back, so we'll t we'll talk and figure this out. We had so much going on, obviously, that everything's been kind of just yeah. all over the place. So we'll we'll get that figured out. We I want to do it. All right, now you guys want to see you. Come on, come on back That's with us. Now, what's to change topics real quick? What's biting in Key West right now? What what's what's hot? What are you guys fishing for down there? So tomorrow, what we're going to do is we're I've got the little flats boat. I brought it down, and we're going to go shark fishing tomorrow on the flats. Hillary's fourteen, and she loves catching sharks. And we get up there and we sight fish them. And uh, they're small sharks, but they're little bonnet heads and little black tips, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. We just take spinning rods, light tackle, and we sight fish for sharks on the flat. So wow. that's what we're going to do tomorrow, and mess around a little bit, and then and then head on home uh, Wednesday. Wow, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you're not staying down for the holiday. Like have yeah, turkey we'll go, down we'll, there. Yeah, right? we'll go back. We'll go back and probably uh, go on the lake a little bit, ride the airboat around, go go shoot some ducks. Duck season just opened up, so. Yeah. We'll be uh, we'll be having some fun around Clewiston. That's awesome. Yeah, and I did want to throw one more thing at you real quick while I'm waiting for this uh, call to come through. 
my son is my son's eight. My son Vegas, Vegas is eight. eight, and he's eight up with it right now. And and yeah. you know, there's a little dynamic, similar dynamic going on, you know, with him. You know, even at eight, I can tell he's he's aspiring. You know, he's he's bit by the bug. He's aspiring to do it. Do you have any tips for Vegas? You know, Scott, take yourself back to when you were eight, nine, ten years old. You have any tips for him navigating this world as as it, as you know a young guy coming up in in you know in, in sort of my shadow? You know, I mean that's what it is. You know, it's tough. Oh yeah, you know, um, for, for me, for me, the best advice I can give any any young any young angler uh, is 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 Try different lures, right? And 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 understand what those lures mean. And and like when you make decisions, like let let him run the trolling motor. Let let Vegas run the trolling motor. Yeah. Let Vegas make a decision on where he wants the boat to go. Because when he when he drives the boat, it's just that you understand this hundred percent. When he drives the boat and he stops and he trolling motor this dock and he skips the arm under a dock and catches a fish. That that bite is more important than when he was in the back of the boat. Just randomly casting, yeah. right? So and so that's the biggest thing is is you know I don't think Vegas needs to drive your boat, but you drive the boat, let him run the trolling motor, and make decisions on where to cast. And when yeah. he catches fish, that that is super special. Man, that's a great you, that's a great tip. Yeah, uh, I got a I got a tip that's a little bit more general or questions more general than that is what like did you are you worried about like turning your kids off from fishing like. What what did you do to get your kids inspired to fish? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, for me, it was um, I, I never did push the boys, and and you know they love fishing, but they're not in the tournament stuff at all, and they're not really wanting to kind of take it to the next level. And and I don't feel like I pushed it on them at all, so I don't know if I should have maybe done a few more things with them, fished a few more tournaments, you know, uh, and done some of that, but. I don't. I don't ever. And my mom and dad didn't do, the, do this with me either. They didn't ever force anything on me. You know, yeah. my dad is gone so much that I kind of. Uh, I kind of started my love for fishing because I just started fishing. And 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 you know, we had a little boat there, and I would. I remember going out on Okeechobee in a little flat bottom boat with a nine point nine on it and rigging it all out like it was my tournament bass fishing boat. Yeah. You know, just a John boat with not even a trolling motor on it. And, uh, and, and that's, that's really where the love of fishing came in. So, you know, I've never really pushed my kids, you know, towards it real hard, but I think, uh, I think it's just a great sport. I think they see, I think they see now more than ever the benefit of fishing, you know, uh, family time, uh, you know, you can obviously make a, a good living, you know, doing this as a, as, as, as a business. So, yeah. You know, a lot of good opportunities right now. Yeah, the environment you grew up in, I think, is super important. All right, Scott, we've kept you a long time. We've got one last thing for you. We've got a special Skype guest uh, joining us right now, our very own Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Wharf, a.k.a. Stormtrooper, joins us live. This is another first of Ike Live, not only Scott for the first time, but a dual Skype. Wow. This is un- <laughs> second time. This is second time. Okay, I thought it was the first. Whatever. Uh, Dave, how you doing tonight? Good, good. How, how well can you hear me? I can hear you good. I see you all up in the uh, UPS uh, boob suit you got on right now. Yeah, yeah, getting ready to head in, man. Uh, don't know where I'm going yet, but, you know, I start at 10. So thanks for squeezing me in. I, uh, I was hoping to actually be in studio to talk to Scott. 
my actually fa- my favorite professional angler, Mike. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's okay. I like it. Love it. Scott, they've been scheduling the shows on nights that they know. They absolutely know that I work, so I think I'm getting the hint. Uh, yeah. Dave, uh, the next show, the next show is on a Sunday, Dave. I promise you. I promise what a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. So, Scott, I don't want you to get too creeped out, but so I'm, I'll be 48 in a couple hours, right? Oh shit. And then, oh, well, like, what would you say if I were to tell you that I know I'm not the only one. There's some 48 year olds out there lurking. They were like thinking about knocking you off the boat when you were a kid fishing with your dad, so they might have had a chance to get on there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Like I'd be watching the show, and you're you're younger than me, but yeah, you'd be out there with your golden hair, looking like you just fell off like a 1940s German Wheaties box, you know? <laughs> oh gosh. Big hair, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Your dad is, and then still is my favorite guy to watch. By the way, you know, so. Yeah. I appreciate Scott. that, man. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, and I'm not the only guy. I mean, that, that's universal. <laughs> You're the only guy to admit to it. You're not the only guy. Man, I, I'm not going to admit anything. You know hey, that. My, my dad's the only guy that would ever, like, literally comb his hair before he'd go on stage with the black comb. He'd, like, comb it over, <laughs> get it all perfect, and then go up on stage and pull the bass out. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. God, you mentioned. Black, is there something wrong with the black comb? Because that's actually what I use for my hair. I still got the ace black comb. Is there anything <laughs> wrong? Yeah. What, what, what do you use on your golden locks, man? <laughs> Pert? Do you use Pert? <laughs> yeah, Pert. Yeah. Pert. So listen, no, I don't, I don't, listen, I don't want to waste your time. But here, I, you and I have a, a mutual, I wouldn't say we have a mutual acquaintance. He's your friend. But I'm going to take you back to 2004, Lake Champlain, the time yeah. you want there. Yeah. Now, you used to travel with an ogre of a man, right? Big guy. Was his name yeah. Jesse? Randy. 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 Now, you, you still friends with him? Yes. Yes. All right. So do you remember in that tournament that we would have, like, they were giving us, like, 10 hours a day to fish. Remember how long those days were? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I drew him on day two, and uh, he was absolutely terrified because I was actually fishing the stuff you were. But I, I And he was like, my God, he's going to think that I'm bringing him here. Because he was that's back when you were allowed to practice with your co-angler. Yeah, right, right, like, right. Terrified that like you, you were going to see him with me, and he's like, if he asks you, you got to tell him the truth. We ended up <laughs> on the inland sea. We're a little bit more north of where you ended up, you know, where you killed him at. But yeah, spent ten hours recruiting my soul, man. Like, is he still like a super faithful dude? Absolutely, absolutely. He's a great guy, you know, and 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 he's a big part of my success over the years. To be honest with you. He's such a motivational guy. He's such a positive guy. Uh, you know, he's, he's been a big, big inspiration in, in my life for all those years. And so he taught me how to think right. He, he taught me how to win, to be honest with you. He, he, is, he, is, a, he is a super dude. Randy Clark, awesome yeah, guy. I had a good time fishing with him. Like I said, it was like, you know, I was getting like a history lesson and, 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 and religion and stuff like that. But he, uh, he put me out there. He violated some guy code. Now, I don't know if that's a Southern thing or not, but I'm going to tell you what he did. <laughs> <laughs> all, like all my all the guys that are in studio all my friends they were all first to fall off and go get married right everyone went and got yeah. married kids and i was the last holdout like i was like that last japanese guy up on the mountain and no one told the war was over and they found him like six years later you know what i mean <laughs> you know like, holding down the bunker well anyway i had my my now wife up there with me fishing and he knew my story we had we had told our life story to each other like i said i, I really did like i, I wish I'd, i wish i got to talk to him again i had a good time with him but 
So it's like the, after it's like it's like maybe day three. It was cut day, and I, and I was coming by. Remember, they had his launch out of that sailboat place. It was very yeah, tight. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was with you, but he like branched over, and my wife was just getting on me about like not not having proposed to her yet. Like no, yeah. we're not. And now, now we're going to weddings. Like her people in her family, younger than her, are getting married. So I'm getting the screws put to me constantly. <laughs> he sticks, and I'm just—I just got my brow beaten. Like maybe a half hour before we walk going to the yard, sticks is he, this guy's giant, Brian and Mike and Pete. This guy's like six foot six, would you say? Maybe yeah, about yeah, twenty. Yeah. Big yeah. man. Well, he sticks his giant. Like a linebacker. Like, yeah, exactly. He was a lineman in college. Yeah, he sticks his gigantic face like right in the passenger side, right where my wife is. And with his calm, like southern gentleman voice, is like, "Are you gonna make us? Are you gonna make her an honest woman or what?" <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah. Call to I the plate. Yeah, I've only ever seen like something like that set on like Dallas. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, we don't see it up here, but you know, like, are you gonna make her an honest woman? Yeah, that that, that went over really well, man. Wow! I I yeah, so, that was the tipping point, was, wasn't it? Car ride home. Oh, the ride back. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I think the car ride home was more. You spent like eight grand, you idiot, and you didn't even do anything up there. Yeah, I think it was more of that than anything <laughs> <laughs> out there, dude. But <laughs> but yeah, well, he did have me buy a book. I actually I tried to find some Jesus because of him, dude. Didn't work out, but I bought the book, A Case for Christ. He told me oh, to buy. Oh, that's a great book. Yeah, I read that book. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a great book. Like, yeah, he was like some atheist New York Times reporter that. Uh, Started out trying to prove that Jesus didn't exist and wound up uh, wound up becoming a believer. You know, he did. It's a great book. Yeah, the Case for Christ. It's a it's a great book. I, I read it and uh, I gave my life to the Lord back in two thousand. So it's uh, it's been a great journey. He was a big part of that as well. Never give up, Dave. Yeah, I tried. I tried to do that, but uh, I was thinking I'd get. I think he put five in the live well the next day, and I, it didn't quite turn out that way. <laughs> still never, still got never time, give up, my friend. Don't worry. Yeah, you still got time. No, he still loves it. It's it's yeah, interesting how. Many cool people you meet, isn't it? Your your partners that you draw, your marshals, your your co anglers, your other pro. Dude, I've met amazing group of people over the years. Dave, and your memory, dude, what the hell? That's good. You remembered everything, dude. Like it was uh, yesterday. Well, this, so he no, he 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 put an impression on me. This is an yeah. inspirational guy. Yeah, you heard he is. He is, best, he is magical. Say that that guy's his like you know that guy's his foundation. I'm not just you know I'm not, you know. Have the best saying it, and then you have someone that no one knows of saying it. So that means yeah. something. Yeah. Now this guy, this guy, I'm telling you, Randy Clark is an amazing guy. I, I actually, I actually, and I haven't called him yet, but but I thought about bringing him out of retirement and having him travel with me on the uh, on the opens this next year, dude. Just because he's that he's that powerful, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude. It, it would be, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, he made, he yeah, but Dave get he did. He made yeah. Dave get married. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, dude. Well, well, but we, uh, know, we know this sport is all between the ears. It's all mental, and a lot I of met is, yeah. I met Randy before, and he is a powerful force. And it, it's no wonder that he's had a big influence on you, Scott. It, it's very difficult to get in the winner circle. So, uh, you know, kudos to Randy. Yeah, shout out to Absolutely. Randy. Absolutely, shout out to Randy. All right, well, I'm gonna get going, guys. I gotta right, go to Dave. work. And thanks for coming on. Come on again, Scott. When I'm actually in studio, we have some fun games. <laughs> we'll do right. it. We'll make, we'll make it a. We'll, hopefully, we'll make it a, a lot more often. Yeah, for sure, man. See you guys. We'll see you, Dave. See you, see you Dave. There you yeah. have it. All right, now let's see. Um, do we have a winner, Riz? Do we have a winner that came through? I'd like to announce this winner 
before Scott gets off the call here in a second. We do not have a winner. Okay. However, one of the two lakes has been coming in constantly. Okay. For the last 20 minutes. All right. And the the correct lake recently came in, but we need them together. Need them together. Type. Boom, 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 boom. All right. (laughs) There you have it. We need them together. Uh, Scott, we're going to let you go here in a second. I know you've got a lot of fishing to do. You're on vacation. We appreciate coming on the show. I just want to, I want to end this with the schedule. Uh, you're fishing the opens and and the first one is literally on Kissimmee. That's gotta be, that's gotta be exciting. Give me, just give me your, your take on that because literally right off the giddy, you could accomplish a lot of what we talked about tonight. What, you, what, you can get to the classic. You can get literally get to the classic get right up. Get it over with. We got it. Get it right off the giddy. Oh, wait a minute. We have a winner? We have a winner. Oh, my, wait a minute. What do we got? And the winner is the missing kicker with <laughs> Lake Champlain and Lake Ida. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> the missing kicker. You are the winner. Uh, Riz, you want to have them send their, their information through? And Yes, please. Missing kicker. Send in your info. I won't share it over to the public side. That came in at 9.45 and three seconds. Three seconds. Good job, man. That's good. That's good. Lake Ida was a tough one. I didn't I didn't figure anybody would come up with that one, but that we did a YouTube video, so I guess they watched it. There you have it. All right, now, Scott, the, 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 getting back to this, you've got a great opportunity here right off the giddy to just do a lot of what we talked about. How excited are you about that first event on on the Kissimmee chain? Super. I've got butterflies. I mean, literally got butterflies. I've I've woke up with having dreams. Uh, You know, know, it's going to be great, man. It's going to be great. You know, it's Florida. I feel obviously feel super, super comfortable. Um, You know, I don't fish Kissimmee a lot, but I fished it enough that I I just have a lot of confidence there and, and just going to have to go in there and, and, and get it started. But I'm excited we're starting off the year. I think that's that's been part of my success, too, fishing FLW for all those years, is we started off in Florida. We started yeah. off most of the time at Lake Okeechobee, and I always started off the year with with uh, a little confidence. It was kind of like the huddle up of the year, you know, yeah. starting off during your home lake. And so starting off in Florida is always a good thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Scott, I can't tell you how happy we are to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, definitely would love to have you on again as the season progresses. Will you come back yep. on to keep us abreast of what's happening with everything? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's for awesome. Sure. Well, we're we're happy for you. We yes. wish you the best Good success luck. in bass. Luck, we want you to we want to see you dominate over there, kick ass, and keep doing what you're doing on on the content t- side too. You're you're getting a lot of people involved in the sport, and we appreciate that. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. You're doing you're doing uh, awesome as well, Mike and and Pete. You guys are doing with the Bass University stuff is all always. Awesome. You guys are really moving the needle in so many different ways as well with your foundation. So keep doing everything you're doing. And, uh, man, hopefully we'll hook up again soon. You got it. Scott Martin, everybody. All right. Man, Man, what an awesome interview. That is is so awesome. You know, we we fished a lot of good questions to him, and I like it. I like it. Mm -hmm. I I feel good about uh, the delivery of questions. And, dude, he he was honest. He was honest about a lot of stuff. It was Mm -hmm. great. It's great to hear it. Yeah. Had to, it's so hard. I mean, my God, my gosh, with everything that's going on in the industry, it's tough having to make that choice. Uh, wow, great, yeah, it, it's a rough deal. It's it, great to finally get him on, man. Yeah, and it's got to be so. Like, I, I loved hearing that he's got butterflies. Like, so it's awesome. enthused about a guy that's done everything, like, right? He's, he's calmed down. He's like, I made my decision. 
I made my decision, and now yeah. now you're focused, you're excited about the new year. That's pretty awesome to hear. Nappy Down South said that Scott's phone is already ringing from Uncle Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> could be. Hey, the reality of it is is some phone calls could be made in the next couple of days. We don't know. Uh, very refreshing to hear from Scott. Great interview. I hope everybody yes. enjoyed that. Uh, yes. We're going. Oh, by the way, Scott yeah. was on uh, Luke. Luke Duncan's podcast over the weekend as well. Wow. So okay. I know Luke threw some threw some stuff at him. And yeah. I'm gonna listen to that tomorrow. So. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Low Shout budget live. Duncan. Low budget TH live. Marine. Another great show. Low budget live with Luke Duncan. Yes. Uh, we're nearing the end of the show. I want to thank you for watching. Before we go, don't don't you uh, detune yet, Pete, because this what? is one of the most exciting parts of the show. Brian the Carpenter and Riz Say is yes, Dean Glusick is the <laughs> mystery <laughs> tackle box MTB unboxing. Pete, as you know, Ike Live is one of the only shows that does this live every show. And we've got a brand new box here. Look at that seal. Look at that shiny ass seal. I can't wait to Unbroken see what's seal right what there. Is, what is inside? I don't know. And you know I like to use the pen and I like to listen to the noise. You ready? Here it comes. Listen to this noise. Ready? Wait, you hear it? Hold on. You hear that? <laughs> it almost sounds like a snap when you break that seal. And we're going to do, do an, an unboxing, unboxing here. I'm going to pick a lore. I'm going to pass it over to oh, the boy. dean. And then Pete's going to go ahead and pass it uh, back to the other guys. Then we're going to take a look at what go, what's What'd going on here. I got a Fu Manchu. Oh, pizza uh, eating it's some good. meat sticks as well really as we're opening it. Now, this is what I love. And before I pick my bait, I want to tell you that Mystery Tackle Box does a great job of mixing the lures. So as I'm looking through here, I see hard baits. I see soft baits. I see terminal tackle. And that's really cool, too, right? So you're not getting yeah. all one category of lure. But, Pete, I'm going to pass to you and Brian DeCarpenter. Mike. I got something here I got something. that is very, very interesting. And and I, I want to tell you, once again, the beauty, the the freaking beauty of Mystery Tackle Box. Oh, it's shaky head. Is, yes. yes is Perfect it, for Brian. It puts things in your hands that you would not normally buy. Okay, and what I've got here is I've got some shaky heads. I see, uh, uh, speaking of FLW, I see David Dudley on the pack here, oh. and these are... Is he wearing underwear? He's wearing underwear in this one. Uh, okay. These ones are shaky, shaky heads, a stand-up shaky head jig by a company called Perfection Lures, and it's called the Shore Hookup. And the interesting thing, Brian Carpenter, give me a close-up real quick of that again. Oh. The interesting thing... Excuse, Excuse me about these shaky heads. Is they have a wire on the bottom of the head yep. that helps the jig head stand up on the bottom. Extra standing. Extra standing. Very, Very cool. cool. Perfection lures. Yeah, perfection lures. Very creative. Look at that. Very creative. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay, Pete, what do you got? Yeah, that's it. And I want to get a, a shout out to Harmony Tackle, which is uh, often shown up in uh, in our um, in Mystery Tackle Box, and they are uh, Captain O Ring. He's a customer uh, with Bass University. Cool. A shout subscriber. Shout out to Captain Overing. As well as uh, on water training customer. So shout out to Harmony Tackle. Right. But I, I picked this one out because um, I've just been crankbait fishing. But mm. but mainly the innovative packaging caught my eye in the way they wrap this baby up. But this is a bubonic, uh, bubonic. square bill. A bubonic square bill? A bubonic Ooh, square bill. Look at that. Brian DeCarpenter, uh, get a close. I, li I like this a lot. that into, yeah, into that, Mike's smile. Yeah, here, I'll get there this you for you. Ooh. There you go. really cool. Wow. It's from Catch Coat. It's a, it's Great a, color. It's a crawl. It's a red, red crawl. crawl yeah. Square bill pattern. 
Uh, by the way, they're biting that kind of thing down like Jordan right now. Wow. <laughs> wow. Here's a tip for all you Jordan fishermen right yeah. now. Go bubonic. I wow. love the, I love that, man. Very it's cool. Jump off the shelf, and it's it's good. Neat looking crank. plug. Neat looking plug. Brian Carpenter and Riz, I know you're tearing through the box back there. What do you've got coming, coming out, out of the MTB that interests you? Brian stole the one I wanted. Brian! 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 Uh-oh, little, what's he little got? Little rage action, little rage crawls. Yeah. Can't go wrong with it. Can't go wrong. Classic yeah. bait. Gotta you know it works. Got to have a lot of them. You know it works. That's right. Jig trailer, Texas rig, whatever you want to do with that thing. Whatever you want to do. I like it. Riz, what do you got? I have the, I have two. Um, I, I don't want to go with the exact same as Brian, but I have a, I have a live target uh, crankbait here. Um, it's a, it's a Tennessee crawl pattern, but it's, it's interesting because it's got a lot of, uh, it's got a lot of white in it but it still has the it still has the traditional crawl lines and a little bit of chartreuse on the bottom too to uh to catch the eye and then the the other one that i grabbed was a big bite baits swimming crawl and i have used big bite baits before and i like them because they they hold up you can catch multiple fish on them before they tear up wow and brian has a great bait for a shaky head that's right looks like a little jeff crete worm but it's by catch co while we're right. while we're on this uh we also had a we'll facebook like and share winner um oh tonight so let's talk about show. that yeah yeah and our, our facebook like and share winner was hank snow so hank snow, hank snow. thank you for watching in addition to everybody else who hung out with us yeah. all night, we had a lot of guys here. Stephen Walden, Fat Grant, Greg Hall, Jerry Stephen. from New Hampshire. Stephen, Stephen that's, our, that's our guy from Fast University. Wow, Bill. And we had awesome numbers on all three platforms tonight, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and the website. Um, we appreciate your support, guys. Yeah. And, uh, Awesome. Yeah, thank you guys for watching tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show, Pete. We had a good one. Of course, we had Jody Queen on, a professional kayak angler. We've had Scott Martin through all the tough questions at him. He came came through great, answered a lot of stuff for us, uh, and opened an MTB box. And if you like what you saw in the Mystery Tackle Box, let me know. Let me let you know. There's a Black Friday promotion going on right now. Um, use the promo code. Ike Live to save 20% off your box. Uh, also, if you go to the website, IkeLive.com, you're going to see promo codes for all of our great sponsors. Liquid Mayhem, Flambo, MTB Real Snot, Dr. Squatch, Primal Urge, Tackle Warehouse, TH Marine. Uh, discount codes for all our sponsors. Go ahead and use those codes. You're going to get a discount, a uh, better price than any other angler can get out there. Uh, Brian, good show. What do you think? I like it. Very good show, yeah. And uh, don't forget to tackle. Do you say tackle warehouse? Tackle warehouse, yes, sir. Yeah, and I think uh, our boys real snot might even have one. But yes, awesome show, dude. It's great to get Scott on. And uh, and and again, I love I love being well rounded. I love getting the kayak guys on, talking about the Slay Nation guys and what they're doing. Um, Again, I think sometimes we get a little bit caught up in just tournament bass fishing. So it's nice to nice to look outside that that box. Heck yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in. Listen to me. If you like what you see, if you like what you hear, a lot of ways to get it. Go look at some of our old shows. We're on show 101. I believe. 101 <laughs> right now. So we've got a lot of shows for you if you want to catch up. Of course, go to IkeLive.com. Head over to iTunes, Stitcher. If you're at iTunes, please give us a positive review. It really helps. Riz, what do you got, too? You got something coming through? You already hit it. Leave us a review on iTunes Podcast yep. after you subscribe. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everybody. Pete, you got anything to say before we go? 
Uh, you know, great, thanks great, everybody. Great thank, talk, Pete. Thanks everybody for watching. Get some wiggle words. Get some wiggle words. <laughs> thanks everybody for tuning in tonight. Hope you have a great night. Look forward to the next show coming up in December. We're gonna have a weeks. couple weeks. We're gonna have a tiny boat show, yeah. uh, tiny boat nation show, and also there's gonna be some shit going down between now and the next show. And we'll have some of those. About fat cats announcement? Uh, maybe fat Ooh, cats announcement. We got a lot of announcements coming up. What, uh, fishing? Yeah, we're going to ask where fat cats fishing. Hope everybody had a great night. <laughs> Good night. We'll see you at the next one. Bye from Mike Live. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>